For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. This past weekend, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service have dealt with a large number of road violations and responded to numerous vehicle collisions. In response, the RCIPS released a road safety message to the public. Radio Cayman's Paula Call reports. From Friday, August 6th and Sunday, August 9th, eight persons were arrested on suspicion of DUI. One person for being in charge of a vehicle whilst under the influence of alcohol, and a further two persons were arrested for driving whilst disqualified, bringing the road violation arrests to 11. Additionally, several persons were warned for intended prosecution for road violations, such as driving without insurance, driving in excess of double the speed limit, and other offences. Just under 35 tickets were issued to persons, with the majority being for speeding and illegal tint. During that same time period, police responded to just under 40 reports of vehicle collisions on the weekend, many of which resulted in injuries. Many of these incidents were caused by distracted drivers who were on their mobile phones calling or texting. For Radio Cayman News, I am Paula Cal. The RCIPS recommends that the public also be considerate and courteous towards other road users, such as cyclists and pedestrians. Police are seeking the public's help in a sexual assault incident Wednesday. Details from Radio Cayman's Shanta Gallego. Just after 4 a.m. on Wednesday, police were dispatched to Oak Mill Street in Georgetown where a woman informed them that she had been sexually assaulted. The victim stated that she was at a bar in Bodden Town where she met an unknown male who offered to take her home. When she agreed, she was told he would be dropping a friend home in East End first. Both men and the victim traveled to East End, dropped the friend off, and then headed in the direction of Georgetown, where he took her to a residence in the Windsor Park area and sexually assaulted her at Knife Point. The victim was able to get away from the man after the incident took place. She ran from the location and asked for assistance from residents in the area. The victim described the man as slim build, dark brown complexion, and about 5 feet 9 inches in height. Detective Superintendent Lansdowne says the police take these types of incidents very seriously and are encouraging anyone with information to call the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. You can also provide anonymous tips directly to the RCIPS confidential tip line at 949-7777. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Police are investigating a burglary that took place after 3 a.m. on August 12th at a bar in the Prospect area of Georgetown. Officers were informed that the bar was breached at the rear of the building, where a window was damaged. A further check of the property showed that the bar's office was ransacked. However, it is unclear as to whether anything was stolen at this time. After viewing the available security footage, detectives were able to discern that three men, all wearing masks, gloves, and coveralls, entered the property through the broken window at the back. The recent spike in commercial burglaries have led police to believe they are being done by an organized group. Detectives are encouraging anyone with information regarding these men and the various commercial burglaries that have been occurring to call the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777. On Thursday, August 5th, the Deputy Governor, the Honorable Franz Manderson, visited with members of the Travel Cayman staff at their offices. The Deputy Governor, along with the Acting Chief Officer Debbie Ann Whitaker and Acting Deputy Chief Officer Danielle Roberts from the Ministry of Border Control and Labor, visited both the main office and the Travel Management Office at Cayman Airways. The visit comes just weeks after 25 Caymanians were hired. The Deputy Governor thanked Travel Cayman for their continued dedication, saying it has 
been one year since we have seen community spread in our islands, and the people responsible are in this room. The Cayman Islands Independent Monitoring Board for Prisons and Places of Detention 2020 Annual Report gives its assessment on the key factor of respect. Are prisoners treated with respect for their human dignity? Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports. For the most part, prisoners and prison staff generally appear to have a good working relationship. However, on a few occasions, the board has witnessed prison officers shouting at prisoners in a manner that seemed disrespectful. Prisoners still have access to health and dental services provided by the Health Services Authority within the prisons. However, the dental clinic has no fire exit in case of emergency, and the equipment they use, such as the mobile suction unit, is outdated and proves problematic, as it is not self-contained on the outside. Since the 2019 report, the board has observed that progress has been made in rectifying most of the deficiencies of the clinic and dental clinic highlighted in the 2019 Health Commission inspection and the board's 2019 report. The board remains concerned, though, that neither prisoner state is adapted to cater for prisoners with physical disabilities. There are no ramps or elevators at Northwood and stairs are the only access point to many facilities. The living conditions that were highlighted in the 2019 report at Northwood are still a major concern for the board. Although efforts have been made to improve certain areas such as lighting, painting, replacement of toilets and shower heads as well as the installation of temporary air conditioning in most wings. However, the conditions of the cells themselves are still a major concern and not fit for human habitation as supported by previous external inspection reports and the smoking issue is still a huge concern. The conditions at Fairbanks Prison have been improved. There has been air conditioning installed and new furniture provided, which has enhanced the standard of living for prisoners and its staff. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The other key factors assessed in the report are safety, purposeful activity and rehabilitation and release planning. Officials at Cayman's prison service are empowering inmates beyond the walls. As CIGTV's Simon Boxall reports, the prison service has entered into a formal partnership with the University of the West Indies Open Campus to deliver education and skills training to inmates. The organization signed a memorandum of understanding at the government administration building Grand Cayman on Thursday morning, the 12th of August. The collaboration was spearheaded by the UE Open Campus Cayman Islands site with the support of the university's British Overseas Territories team. It's a pioneering uh, initiative for the Caribbean as it is the first time a recognized university of higher learning has formalized a partnership arrangement with a prison aimed at preventing recidivism. As part of the agreement, uh, the University of West Indies Open Campus will also focus on building the educational capacity of education officers to ensure robust support of the training initiatives within the facilities. The director of prisons, Steve Barrett, notes this collaboration will significantly modernize and extend the portfolio of educational programs on offer to those in their custody. He says government has made a commitment through its broad outcomes to improve education to promote lifelong learning and greater economic mobility. This partnership is a tangible step along this journey. The chief medical officer, Dr. John Lee, reports that 368 COVID-19 tests have been carried out since this was last reported on Thursday, August 12th. There were no positive test results. Updated vaccination figures were unavailable today, but will be provided on Monday, August 16th. 
Grand Cayman liquor license holders, including those with music and dancing licenses, are reminded of the upcoming annual liquor licensing meeting, which will be held on September 13, 2021. The deadline for applications is today. Liquor licenses renewed for the September 2020 annual session will receive a temporary reduction of the annual renewal fees for 2021 per the Liquor Licensing Regulations 2020. This reduction of fees does not apply to music and dancing licenses or liquor licenses granted during the September 2020 annual session and subsequently quarterly sessions. As of July 9, 2021, persons renewing their licenses may now do so online at dci.gov.ky forward slash licensing. License holders will need the current trade and business license number associated to the current liquor license number in order to complete the online renewal process. And that was your 6 o'clock news for Radio Cayman. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.